Welcome back to That's the Tea. I'm RJ. And I'm Ryan. And we're here bringing you football news in the most digestible way possible. Today, Ryan, today. Yes, the today, today is back for a second the, week in a row. The double todays. Yeah, they're back. Um, we're going to pick up from two weeks back. We're going to continue with the um, picks for each round for fantasy football for round six through ten. But first, Ryan, we have a little bit of news to talk about to clean yes. up last week. You know, I love this segment because I have no clue what you're going to talk about. No clue. Yeah, because they, they are pretty random, to say the least. And um, it could be pretty much anything. So I have three things I want to bring up to you, Ryan. Number one, we'll start small, then we'll, we'll pick up the pace. Anthony Miller. The Bears okay. traded Anthony Miller to the Texans. The team essentially swapped late round picks. It was Miller and a seventh for the Texans 2022 fifth round pick. And just to, I guess, give you some clarity or some background, Anthony Miller has played at least 15 games his first three seasons. And in 2020, he had 485 yards and just two touchdowns. Ryan, my question for you, what are the fantasy football implications for trading Anthony Miller, if any, in your opinion? I don't think there's any. I'm sorry, yeah. Anthony Miller. Okay. <laughs> because are you going to draft him now? Because he's on the Texans? If Deshaun Watson stays, maybe. Will Deshaun, Deshaun Watson even play is my question. I think the NFL is letting him play because apparently um, he can, I think he like actually starts like being active in like the whole like law thing in February. <laughs> Okay, okay. But but aren't they trying to trade him and he's there just so he doesn't actually get fined? That is true. So he's not going to really be there. But the like would anyone trade for him with them with how much they're asking? Oh, I don't know. But then do you think he'll sit out or do you think he'll play? I think he'll play to show that he can still play. Let me see who's on the Texans depth chart. With Anthony, with the addition of Anthony Miller. Okay. All right. Okay. So the top three wide receivers, Brandon Cooks, mm-hmm. Nico Collins, don't know him, and rookie. Anthony Miller. Oh, a rookie. Okay. People are talking about Nico Collins a lot. You know who I, his I, NFL I, comparison I was? Who? I searched him up. Yeah. Nikhil Harry. Oh, okay. Okay. So Anthony Miller gets pushed up the depth chart a little bit. <laughs> But I don't know if I can trust Anthony Miller. Can you? I don't think so. So I wouldn't draft Anthony Miller. I think lots of potential as a waiver wire pickup early in the year if he has like a connection with Watson. But that's pretty much it because Watson has to throw the ball somewhere. That is it true. Can't, it can't just be Brandon Cooks. I think Anthony Miller could actually be a solid two. Um, maybe he had bad luck in... Um, in Bear? Chicago, mm-hmm. yes, which is why I think there are playoff, inf- there are fantasy football implications, not for Anthony Miller, but for Darnell Mooney. Oh, their number two wide receiver. He he will get more targets, and I think, I think this guy, you should you should take a look at him in later rounds of drafts. People aren't high on him just because we don't know how Chicago's offense is going to be, and they they do run the ball a lot. But okay. This is kind of sad, but I just want to share this with you, Ryan. Okay. Darnell Mooney had a highlight reel. Okay. That was posted on NFL, right? 
and it showed three plays, Ryan. Three? And okay. he cooked every receiver in the video. Okay. Right, on his route. Do you know what was the problem? What? He never touched the ball in any of those videos. I see. So it's a quarterback Mr. issue. It's a quarterback issue. I see. That's why you believe in him now. Exactly. 61 receptions, 631 yards, four touchdowns last, last year. If Justin Fields plays, I think Darnell Mooney could be a real number two wide receiver and can, could be a good flex play. I think so too. But you got to remember, Marquise Goodwin is on the Bears now. I like Marquise Goodwin. I know you, uh, I don't know what happened with you and him, but I like Goodwin. I like Goodwin, but Mooney, track I think, star. is where The track yeah, well, star. Yeah. I'm sure Mooney is there, but I, I see we haven't seen Goodwin play last year, so we don't know. And he barely played 2019 either. That's true. Is Cordero Patterson still on the team? On the, the Bears? The Bears. Yeah. No, no, I don't think so. I think where he's switched. He, he is a football return specialist for the for Atlanta the Falcons. Falcons. Is he the backup running? I think we talked about this. I think he might be the backup. We talked about this. He but is. Uh, he might be the number one for Atlanta. The number for Atlanta, one. Mike uh, Davis is up there, but like one A, one B. Okay, that's fair. Um, but yeah, Darnell Mooney, I think, is the main winner in the Anthony Miller trade, and I guess you could kind of move up Watson like a little bit because he has another weapon. But I don't. I don't see much of a difference there. It's too. It's too risky for me. That's why I thought there were no fantasy implications. Because I'm sure it boosts players up, like you said, but I don't want to take the chance. I see that. That's fine. Um, so I do have a new article that came out today. Okay. Um, this is, I wasn't going to talk about it, but I did. Well, there's two, there's like two things that came up. Um, one is the Dak Prescott thing. I don't know if you, if you, I didn't even see Dak, it today. Dak Prescott. Not, not today. Um, he felt something in his shoulder uh, and in his <laughs> shoulder, there's a sorry, muscle strain in his right shoulder. He'll undergo treatment and be evaluated on a day-to-day basis. So I don't think there's much about it though, but it's just something to look in, just to look into. Uh, yeah. You can just rest. It's just a strain, you know? It's exactly. Now, the one that I want to talk to you about, Ryan, this is kind of okay. a, not lighthearted, but maybe the opposite. <laughs> Kelvin Benjamin released today. I saw that that I saw by the Giants. Did you see his quote? I didn't see the quote, but George. I heard I heard about the the sus stuff that happened about how like it was like right before practice, and he was there talking to Gettleman and Joe Judge, and all of a yes. sudden he was walking away with his helmet, and uh, Gettleman was following him. Gettleman was following. After him being released, he said, "I have a perspective on Joe Judge. He's not a coach that could." ever win a Super Bowl because he sits there and cusses all day. You can tell he's one-sided about everything. He's a know-it-all. That's not how it's supposed to work. Okay. So so I, I see where he's trying to come from, but should we analyze Kelvin Benjamin's stats? Because <laughs> it's not like he was on like a Super Bowl caliber team where he knows what to do either. Well, I mean, he had his rookie year. Fantastic, man. The year 2016, fantastic as well. And then after that, that's when he started jumping to different teams. And I mean, that happened for a reason, right? That's true. That's why I can't Carolina to Buffalo, Benjamin. Buffalo to KC, KC to Giants. Did he get a ring on KC? No, right? That was the year that they didn't make it. I don't they think so. Short. It says he is on the on, in Kansas City 2018. Got it. 
I don't, I don't, yeah, there's, there's no football implications to this. No. I think it's just a little spicy because I wonder if, I wonder if other players in the Giants feel the organization, same. the players like feel the same way, but haven't spoken about it. So maybe that's like something to kind of look into if there are like some personnel issues. But like outside of that, I mean, like Calvin Benjamin, dude, this was your job, man. <laughs> I don't I, think you're going to have another opportunity. I don't think so either because it's tough because it's coming from a guy where he's been, you know, moved around to a few teams for certain reasons Uh, in public. It's like the, his weight gain as well. He can't stay within the the weight range that the team gives him and stuff like that. So you kind of want to trust the guy, but then at the same time, you don't know if other players feel exactly the same way about Joe judge as Benjamin does. That's fair. Because he also had his fair share of issues. They might be gone now, but we don't know. So that's what I'm saying. It's kind of like we don't know which way it goes, basically. It goes. Exactly. And in terms of um, fantasy football relevance, I guess there's a little bit. You can trust Evan Ingram in this offense. It's fine. It's just Evan Ingram and Kyle Rudolph. But I don't think it really changed anyone's like rankings of them. It's still going to mm-hmm. stay the same. Like Kelvin Benjamin was going to take, like what, 10 targets the whole season? It's fine. Don't have to worry about that. But I want to get that out of the way because the meat – of the reading the tea leaves portion is Aaron Rodgers. He's back. He's back. And he's not the only one that's back. And that's why we got to talk about this. So the Packers are close to an agreement that would bring back Aaron Rodgers to green Bay for at least one more season. Yes. Also, I, I think I heard that the contract will help Aaron Rodgers find a new team next year. So okay. it was just for like one or two years and he has an exit plan. Also, because of this, Defonte Adams is now willing to field contract negotiations. I'm assuming it'll be a one, one to two year deal so he could test the market right after like Aaron Rodgers. Please, please. And he wants to be the highest paid wide receiver in the NFL. Now, the last bit of news to this, Randall Cobb gets traded to Green Bay for a sixth round pick. So, Ryan, with all that that's going on, I have one question, but you know, it's like, 1A, 1B, 1C, 1D, 1E. Okay. Okay. One of those math problem. questions, you know, one there's like one questions. problem, but then there's like six parts to it. <laughs> it's every letter in the alphabet. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> but so I'm going to give you a player name and you have to tell me, does the value of the following player go up, down, or stay the same given everything I just said? Yes. Number one, Aaron Rodgers. Stays the same. Stay the same. Where, where do you think he is in your rankings or where, where do you put him in your rankings? I, I I think you you can just take him normally top five again. Top five. You think that's comfortable I, for you? Top five. I'm comfortable with him top five. Got it. The lack of rushing for me kind of puts him in like the seven to ten range. You don't I like, like trunk legs, AJ Dillon and Aaron Jones? Trunk legs. <laughs> I do, but I don't think Aaron I don't think Aaron Rodgers is mobile and he'll get those yards. His those yards. Okay. Himself. Okay. Yeah. So that's why I kind of I'm kind of bullish with him on that, but um I think I expected him to play for Green Bay, which is why my rankings don't really change that much. Yeah. Did you think he was going to? Yeah. I mean, he could have left, but either way, he comes back in almost like the same situation in my point of view. Exactly. I don't think anything would have major happened to his ranking unless he like switched to like Denver or something like yeah. that. Exactly. Next one up, Aaron Jones. Uh... I don't see how any of these news kind of make a difference. I feel like it's the same thing, right? Or or am I missing a whole different perspective on this? 
Would you have trusted Aaron Jones if Jordan Love was under center? I think you trust him a little bit more because he might get more opportunities to run the ball now. Fair. Right? That's why I'm going to bump him up a little bit. Oh, you're going to you're going to bump him up now that Rodgers is back? Yes, just a little bit. Oh, really? Because I feel like what if they just throw with Rodgers now? What if they just throw with Rodgers? That's a good point. But I mean, like, is he not the receiving back? True. He is a receiving back. So that's that's kind of where I put Aaron Jones up just a little bit, just because I value consistency. And with Aaron Rodgers okay. back, I know what Aaron Jones can do. And you know he's been like a top that. five running back like two of the last three seasons. I, I didn't know that. Me neither. I don't. Just flying under the radar. He really is. And I don't. You know what's so funny? Even though I say what? that, I'm not going to put him in my top five. <laughs> He's still going to be in. in you're you're not going to draft sure. Aaron Jones. Top five. Yeah. Yeah. He just doesn't. I don't know. He just never falls to me, but I'll, I'll lose sleep over that. But yeah. Okay. Next up is Devontae Adams. I, I put this as the same. Just Rogers to Adams connection is just revived. With Rodgers back, did he move up to your number one wide receiver spot? You still have Tyreek Hill as your one. Oh, like would I draft Adams or would I draft Hill? Yeah. I'll, I'll still take Hill. I like Tyreek Hill. Because so, I went under the mm-hmm. assumption this whole time that Rodgers was just going to play with Adams. Mm-hmm. So even, even with Rodgers back, you would still take Tyreek Hill? Yes. When, you, 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 you wouldn't. You, you take Devontae Adams. When Aaron Rodgers said he's coming back, I moved Devontae Adams up to the one. Because the one difference between Devontae Adams and Tyreek Hill is that Tyreek Hill is in an offense with too many mouths to feed. But they always feed him. They do always feed him, but there's always there's always the, the Travis Kills games. You know what I'm saying? There is, but Hill still gets fed. Does Devontae Hill's- Adams do backflips? No, he doesn't, but I mean, he, he could drop 200 yards per game. Sometimes. He can, he can. So that's why, and without without a real number two wide receiver, that's why I thought Devontae Adams could be the number one. I think there's a real number two receiver now on the Packers. Exactly, and that's why I'm concerned for Devontae Adams. Ah, uh, okay, okay. And that's Randall Cobb, and that's why I got to move. That's why I'm, I'm, I don't know who the wide receiver one is going to be on my on my board yet. It's, it's really close between Adams and Hill. I think if you were to ask me right now, though, I would go Adams. You would go Adams? I, I go still Adams. go Hill. You go, that's totally fine. He torched the Raiders too many times for me to, you know, not turn a blind eye to that. That's <laughs> just nightmares, man. And that, uh, yeah, but I can't trust Tyreek Hill because I think the one year I drafted Tyreek Hill, he didn't do that well. But anyways, Robert Tunyon is the last player I have. How do you feel about Robert Tunyon? Anything change? Yes, no. I, see, I don't think anything changes because how I see this now is that Rogers likes Randall Cobb, right? Mm-hmm. So instead of him trying to throw to Allen uh, Lazard or MVS, it goes straight to Randall Cobb. Now there's a solid number two. He doesn't have to look for that random guy anymore. So it's mm-hmm. just, if anything, I think MVS Allen Lazard and uh, St. Brown, that guy. You know, the, the first yeah. name I always bought, Equanius or something. Equanius, yeah. same bro, yeah. I think those three guys drop in value because Randall Cobb's going to steal those targets, but everyone else stays the same, I think. Do you think Randall Cobb can clear way for Devontae Adams? 
now you don't have now you can't double you can't double team Devontae Adams or do you think they're just gonna let Randall Cobb win every time? I, I think, think they Randall might Cobb let Randall Cobb win because how are you gonna not how how are you not gonna double team Devontae Adams? That's true. Because if you split them up, you know where the ball is going and you know who's gonna win that matchup mm-hmm. when the ball gets thrown to Adams. So it's kind of like you have to hope that one guy can lock down Randall Cobb. And just hope and pray. I mean, you have to. I mean, you pay the corner for a reason. <laughs> you pay the corner. You're you're not wrong. That's fair. That's that's very fair analysis. But yeah, that's that's all I had for reading the tea leaves. Um, so now we get to the meat of this episode, and hopefully we can jump in, rip it. apart these these five rounds. It's we're going back to picking for each round in a fantasy football draft. Um, how we did it was that we gave you um, we're picking for teams that were at the beginning of the round the middle of the round and the end of the round. Um, and we're going to start with round six. This is part two of this, um, of this fancy draft. And with pick 61, Ryan, I thought I'm going to go first. And I thought this is a really good spot to take a tight end. Huh? Okay. I like where this is going. Please say the name. I thought for pick 61, a good player. Oh, just to preface this, I, I ain't built off my old fancy teams. I'm just, giving suggestions for players that you should target around this range. And I think if you're in this position, TJ Hawkinson's a really good pick here. Oh, okay. That was not Ryan's pick, but it's fine. It, um, it's I will, not my pick. <laughs> I will justify this as much as possible. The fall off with the tight end position is coming. So yes. it's time to hop on the wagon. And I think that Jared Goff, because he has no one to throw to, it's going to be the TJ Hawkinson show there. And First, you have to pray the ball gets to TJ Hawkinson. The targets are going to be there, but, you know, is the ball going to be true. well delivered to TJ Hawkinson? I mean, they do have a good offensive line, so I trust that it's just it's just Jared Goff's problems. You can't blame anyone else but Jared Goff here. Okay. Okay. I had another tight end in mind. Mm-hmm. I, I actually went by the teams instead. I just followed the, the same teams. So this team had... Tyreek, Stefan Diggs, Chris Carson, Julio Jones, uh, Javonta Williams. So then I also went tight end here, but I went with Kyle Pitts. Okay. And I think Brandon Ayuk is also on the board here, mm-hmm. but, and I really like him, but the problem is with this team doesn't pick again until like pick 84, which is like 25 picks later. And there's mm-hmm. already three wide receivers. So I went tight end. I went with the rookie approach here. Uh, I think it'll pay off. He's a clear cut starter from day one. So why mm-hmm. not? He has Shannon Sharp comparisons, you know. Shannon Sharp comparisons. I feel like you bring that up every time we talk about Kyle. Because I like I like Shannon he Sharp. Deserves it. He deserves it though. Yeah, uh-huh. I, I totally agree with you on that. Um, you talked about Brandon Ayuk, and that's who I have for um in the middle of round six for pick 66, 67. I have a Brandon Ayuk. Me too. My God, and this is the first time. I had a second player though. I'm sorry. Ryan. Why do you always do this when we do like this <laughs> fantasy episode, man? I just gave them options. If you're if you're in the middle, if you need a wide receiver, I say get Brandon Ayuk. If you need a running back, you can get Mike Davis. No, no, just go for Brandon Ayuk. Trust me on this, everybody. What if you have three wide receivers already? Great, you have another one. You have four now. See, like, what if you got Tyreek Hill and, like, whoever you have, Julio Jones, and now you want Brandon Ayuk, too? No running back? That's fair. It's okay. You can use it to trade later because Brandon Ayuk will produce. I'm hyping up a receiver on your team, man. Do you trust Brandon Ayuk with um, Jimmy Garoppolo? 
under center for sure. I'll trust it. I, I think that Brandon, we saw what he could do last year. The hurdles <laughs> were great. The touchdowns are great. The strength is great. I think he can come back. But the connections with Debo. Yes, the connections with Debo, but there's a good chance Trey Lance could start too. But they're coming into campus with Garoppolo as number one. As the yes, starter. but it's like, how are you going to forget about Brandon? I understand Brandon Ayuk might be the number two because Debo is the number one with Jimmy Garoppolo playing, but how are you going to forget about Ayuk? That's true. That's true. Yeah. But so, again, I'm not I'm not bashing on Ayuk. I want to go back to the argument. Mike Davis is a running back. If you need a running back, you can take. If you need a running back, Mike Davis is there. I think nine times out of 10, though, I'm agree with Ryan, though. I take Brandon Ayuk here as a flex option. If, if you're looking at a flex, take Brandon Ayuk over Mike Davis. Don't have Mike Davis in your flex. Yes, yes. That's- and even if you're missing a, 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 a running back, I think you just go with value here. Take Ayuk. He's going to be worth more. You can package something up and get a trade for a running back later. A running back that's better than Mike Davis. Very fair way to play. I, I like that a lot. All right. We're going to move on to pick 72 then, Ryan. Who did you have to end off round six? Back-to-back picks for this team. Christian McCaffrey, Justin Jefferson, Darren Waller, Robert Woods, and Jamar Chase. So I went here with uh, Lenny. Leonard Fournette. Nice. I like Leonard Fournette. I think uh, another running back here will solidify this team at this point in the draft. Uh and Leonard Fournette is on the top of the Buccaneers depth chart. He played really uh, good, in my opinion, in their playoff run. And he's also very funny. So I like Fournette. I'm, awesome. I, I'm glad to have Fournette on my team. He, the guy's a comedian. I don't think he's even trying to be funny. Because <laughs> he, he's actually just counting fingers and he's miscounting on, on JPP's hand, you know? It's, it's, he's a good guy. And to follow it up and pick 73 in round seven to begin round seven, Chase Edmonds, another running back. Uh, The front office in Arizona is ready for Chase Edmonds to be their lead back. And I'm not too scared about James Conner, if that's your concern, because uh, and I I don't think you should be scared either, because he had a really good year in 2018. Uh, That was three years ago and nothing too crazy after that. And his contract right now, it's only a one-year, like, $1.75 million deal. So it's like, you really think that guy is the main guy? Fair. Very yeah. fair. Um, I just don't want to touch Arizona's backfield at all. What? Just because I, I, I don't know who's going to start yet. That is true. That is true. That's, that's why. I mean, like, yeah, Chase Edmonds, they're talking him up. <laughs> I, I saw this tweet, and they're like, you know it's fantasy football when – um people are overanalyzing some news article. And one of the news article headline was Chase Edmonds says that he's slimming down, but bulking up. <laughs> slimming down, but bul- what does that mean? He's staying the same? Because, you know, if you're like 200 pounds, you slim down to 190 and you bulk up back to 200. So you're mm-hmm. basically the same. You don't do anything. You don't do anything. Yeah, exactly. And that's, and that's why they're poking fun. It's like, it's all smoke. I mean, that's just what people are talking about right now. Um, don't look, don't look too deep into it, but yeah, um, I know that James Conner is on a, a cheap deal, but the reason that Arizona signed him is because of that 2018 season. I, I also think this is the fault in my strategy. And this is a disclaimer for all of you guys. I think my strat would be really good for a dynasty league. Cause if you notice, I always mm-hmm. pick players for the future and they never pan out in the season that I pick them up in. 
But next season, it's all good. Like True. last year was J.K. Dobbins. I bit on him early. Didn't really pay off. Kind of paid off towards the end. But this is the year where everyone's taking him. So mm-hmm. I honestly think, you know, use my use my insight for a dynasty league. For dynasty. Fair. Very Would fair. You, who did you have for pick 72 and 73? I decided to stay in, I think, the AFC North. And I got two wide receivers. Okay. It's Odell Beckham. Okay. Chase Claypool. Oh, okay. I like the Odell Beckham pick. One of them's gonna have to hit. That's watch why. them both not hit. If they both not hit, then it's, it's it's bad news bears for you. But um, Odell Beckham, I think sweet spot for where he should be drafted. I mean, he's right now. I think in terms of ADP, he is wide receiver twenty nine. So wide receiver three, but could be could literally be the number one wide receiver in fantasy if he popped off. He has yeah. that He has that range. And I think that's where when you're in like this round of like six, seven, eight, nine, ten, you're, you're not looking for super safe picks. You're looking for those home run swings. And I think that's what Odell Beckham brings. Yeah, because a lot of people are sleeping on this guy. Exactly. And I mean, I'm sure I'm sleeping on him to some extent as well, but he could very well be the number one team on that offense and be a number one receiver in fantasy like you just said exactly and building off on that chase claypool can also be that spark on your team if deontay johnson doesn't pan out and i'm someone who's betting against deontay johnson i know he has a high target share i know that he's beloved in pittsburgh right now why i don't know but i think a lot of that a lot of those i guess short passes or like those those targets are going to be split more to juju Okay. And so having Juju be more involved in the game plan and having Chase Claypool kind of be that field stretcher. I like that. What is the depth chart looking like in uh, in Pittsburgh? Do you know? I think Deontay Johnson's the one. Oh, God. I don't know why they sleep on Juju. I mean, I sleep on Juju too, and I, I you've heard what we had to say about Juju. But, like, really, Deontay Johnson over Juju? It's just kind of interesting. It's – yeah, I don't – I don't quite get it either, especially with how well Juju played. Like that's the reason why they. But Juju plays well, but it's it's also we also we also bash on him because the thing is, he gets like ten targets for like fifteen yards. But that's the game plan, though. That is true. That is true. I don't understand it. Like I don't get why they changed the script on him, and that's what frustrates me the most about Juju because. The reason why they didn't sign Antonio Brown again or they trade him away was because Juju showed that he can be the number one. That and what did they do? They drafted Deontay Johnson and Chase Claypool, and now he's just a slot guy like Edelman, or maybe they he doesn't knew. go past the first down marks. Maybe they knew something that we don't. I don't know. Juju Ooh, can't handle true. the smoke. That is true. I know there, there could know. be a lot, of, a lot of things, but yeah. All right. um, so middle of round seven, who do you have? I thought quarterback. Not bad. I went quarterback end of round seven so we're, we're in the same range i wonder if we talked about the same quarterback before around the 78 70 um i think 77 78 range 78 79 excuse me i thought that there are two players you can go i, I think i saw who you who you're trying to get at the end of round seven but you saw i think i did i picked ryan Tannehill and jalen hurts and you can take your pick for whoever not you specifically ryan but those are the options on the board i think this is a good time to pick a quarterback to kind of round off your starters. Um, Jalen Hurts for the upside, Ryan Tannehill for the consistency. And the stability. 
and disability. If you want to put on the big boy pants, you're feeling good good during your draft, get Jalen Hurts. Okay. A little worried, go Ryan Tannehill. That's how I feel. I got the guy that Jalen Hurts would be throwing to, Devonta Smith, in the middle of round seven. Call it a slight <laughs> reach, but this pick is high risk, high reward, because who's on the Eagles roster right now? No disrespect to Jalen Rieger, Reger, or uh, Greg Ward, but the moment the Eagles turned in this pick, Devontae Smith instantly became the number one receiver on that team. So mm-hmm. if Jalen Hurts can put together an average season and just average, Devonta Smith will have a big year. I don't argue with you, which is why I had him to round off round seven. Ah, okay, okay, <laughs> perfect. What do you have to say about him? He's the number one. He's a number one option. There you go. That, Everyone knows, much, man. Everyone knows. People are kind of sleeping on him, which is kind of sad to say the least. But I mean, would it would it surprise you if Devonta Smith was the Justin Jefferson of last year? It would not. It would not. And because like, this yeah. guy could have been the first receiver taken. Exactly. Well, okay. Uh, okay. I take that back a little bit because Jamar Chase was pretty hyped, but Devonta Smith could have been the guy. He could have been the one playing Miami right now. I think so. Yeah. And could. I think the only reason Jamar Chase went first is because of the Joe Burrow connection. That's why the Bengals yeah. went with Jamar Chase. Exactly. So, I mean, again, like the wide receiver class was really deep that this year. So, Devontae Smith is a tr- like a really good wide receiver. Whether or not he pans out, we have to wait and see. But the value here at the end or mid of round seven is very, very good. Mm-hmm. So back-to-back picks, who do you got beginning of round eight then? I went with two rookies. So it was, it was Devontae Smith. Mm-hmm. And I went with Michael Carter from the Jets. The, 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 running, the back? running back? Okay. Yes. I don't know. I don't know much about him. You got to give me a rundown. Yeah. So if you look at the Jets um, depth chart right now. Okay. Um, I'm pretty sure that the only running back ahead of Michael Carter is Tevin Coleman. I think one of the Pirine brothers or twin or cousins. Samaje. Uh, oh, no, no, not Samaje. It's the other one. Well, you know a lot about Tevin Coleman. I do, and I know that he's good at getting two yards. LaMichael Perrine. LaMichael Perrine, excuse me. but yeah. You also forgot about Mr. Ty Johnson, the guy that oh, kind of popped off last year. True, yeah. But Michael Carter is um, Robert Sala's guy. Drafted by Robert Sala. He saw something okay. in him. He actually likes this running back, so I think he will be the number one running back coming into this year. Coming into the year, or... Yeah. Oh, oh, okay, okay. I think... Worst case scenario is 1A1B with Tevin Coleman starting. This is me giving air quotes. They'll list him as a starter, but I think I think it'll be pretty even with um with carries and then Michael Carter will, will take over. Interesting. So you're just gonna forget about Ty Johnson too. Yeah. Okay, okay. All right. For me, uh end of round seven. So I basically made these two picks based on uh the team I was building. So let me just refresh. Uh Tyreek Hill, Stefan Diggs. Chris Carson, Julio Jones, Javonta Williams, and Kyle Pitts. So with this pick, we're missing a quarterback. So I also went quarterback here. Matthew Stafford. I don't like picking a QB this early, but I think this is how the board is shaping up and how players are drafting this year. So you kind of need to jump in and get a piece of the quarterback sweepstakes before missing out. But I think it's also tough too, because in a real draft, 
once someone takes a quarterback, it kind of starts a run similar to like tight end. Exactly. So I don't even know if you can even get Matthew Stafford here, depending on the league you're in. It, yes, exactly. It always depends on your league. Um, Ryan, just a quick question before we want to the next pick. Joe Burrow, Matthew Stafford, they're both on the board at this pick. Who are you taking? Oh, God. Why do you? ADPs are still similar. I'm sorry. <sighs> Stafford. I really him. like Burrow, but it's the offensive line that kind of scares me a little bit. He has a bad knee and a bad offensive line. It's a recipe for disaster. Exactly. But he, it could be a miracle. You never know. But Stafford is just in a better situation. It's safer having a, you'd rather take stability, wasting a seventh round pick on a QB, in my opinion. I, I can't argue with that. And Matthew Stafford has upside, especially with Cam Akers hurt. They might have exactly. to throw the ball just a little bit more. So I like that pick. Yeah. Um, and right after Stafford. Mm-hmm. Oh, 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 yeah. Right after Stafford, I took Dallas Godert. Just insurance for Kyle Pitts, you know, because he's a Ooh. candidate for uh, offensive rookie of the year and all that jazz. We can never be sure with the rookie. So this pickup will help me sleep at night, basically. Are you concerned with picking Dallas Goddard here now that um, Zach Ertz is, is in the mix? No. I think I gave yeah. my, my, my opinion on that last week. Zach Ertz, don't worry, man. Don't, don't worry about that guy. And if you want to hear about Ryan's input on Zach Ertz, you should watch our last episode. And I'll oh, plug that you. in real quick. Shameless yeah, plug. Shameless plugs, of <laughs> course. But yeah, moving on to the middle of round eight, pick 90 to 91. I put one name here, and I'm very confident in this player, Ryan. Does it start with the K? No. no. Okay. We, we don't have the same guy. We don't have the same guy. I put Brandon Cooks. What? Do you... Explain. I never see him on your team. I try to draft him, but I never see okay, him. Okay. Okay. I, I, I try him. to. I try, I try to. to. You know? I really do. Number one wide receiver in offense that is looking for anyone with Caps. a pulse. And Brandon <laughs> Cooks is looking for is, is literally someone with a pulse. He is he's number one wide receiver. He is, he is, he is. Um great value for a flex option, literally in round eight. Um, could literally give you value between wide receiver two, wide receiver three especially if Deshaun Watson does not get dealt. I mean, I think Brandon Cooks was a top 20 wide receiver last year. Like they kind of have to throw it to him is what you're saying. Exactly. Exactly. Very sneaky pick. He's not a sexy pick here. No one likes drafting Brandon Cooks, but he's like the Marvin Jones sometimes, you know? Or like the Robert Woods pick. Or the, he's... No one wants to draft him, but then he always ends up performing 10 plus points every game. Exactly. And that's why Brandon Cooks is here at 90-91. Ryan, You're not gonna like the guy have? I have. Can't guess. Yeah. Since there's a little cake, is it Kenyon Drake? Yes. 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 So RJ on the other end right now is shaking his head and looking at me in disappointment. See the skepticism about how the Raiders are gonna split carries. All smoke, man. All smoke. Uh, I don't like a split backfield, and you've heard heard. I don't think you like it either, right? But mm-hmm. this here. What they have in Vegas, or what we have in Vegas, it's not a split backfield. It's a double backfield. Double, not split, double. And you know what double backfield means? Well, actually, no other team has it, so I have to explain it. So Josh Jacobs is going to get his carries, right? Mm-hmm. Obviously, because, you know, he's strong and he's low mileage still. Kenyon Jake will get, like, his receptions, whatever you want to call it. He'll also run the ball, and Gruden said he'll play receiver. Kenyon Drake will be a great flex for the year on your team. Do you know what else Gruden said about Josh Jacobs, though? Go ahead. You know what Josh Jacobs also said? Yeah, the playbook is is so large, they even have me in Wildcat sometimes. 
That's what Josh Jacobs said. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Y'all ran any wildcat? Curious. He said, I'm just letting you know, drafted. you're in round eight, you're going with opportunity, right? <laughs> you're not going with stability. So you're, you're picking a guy from a team that has Josh Jacobs in the wildcat formation. You know, they, they might have not had the chance to use that play just yet, but just imagine. <laughs> Just imagine yeah. Josh Jacobs or Kenyon Drake throwing a touchdown. That's six for your team. Plus the, the yardage, too. Come on now. Ryan, I have a question. Opportunity is there. Opportunity is there. Okay. I have a question for you, Ryan. So you you put you put Kenyon Drake higher than um I don't know if you did or not, but I have a question for you. If if Josh Jacobs not gonna win, if he gets hurt, if he misses no, time, no, no, he won't. Where do you put Kenyon Drake? Is he a running back two? One. Is he a running back one? One. Because I don't want to give away the secrets, you know, but I, I think I told you already, but the the Raiders, you know, they like to run the ball to start the game every single game. So mm-hmm. Kenyon Drake will get his carries. <laughs> the usage will be there. That's fair. That's a very fair argument. And I only said that because I know non-football personnel they don't listen to this podcast or football personnel doesn't listen to this podcast so they won't figure out our secrets <laughs> they won't figure it out okay that's fair um that, that's my only concern with Kane drake is like i don't know if i would rank him as a a premier bag if josh jacobs would be out or if he was like the lead but, bag okay one quick question for you then what he did last year in arizona was that not enough for you no got it okay that that makes sense then that makes sense exactly so that's that is why um, but again, honestly, though, I wouldn't be surprised. I don't know why we're talking about Kenyon Drake for so long. I wouldn't be surprised if he does well. Um, not knocking your division because your division's really good, but it's kind of hard to run the ball when you are facing Bobby Wagner twice a year, yet Chandler Jones twice a year, and um, Aaron Donald twice a year. Sorry, not Chandler Jones, but yeah, Aaron Donald, and you had like Eric Armstead. You know what I'm saying? True, like, it's a true. tough defensive line between um, the Arizona face last year. And it kind of softens up if you're in Den- if you're in um the AFC West just a Got little it. bit in my opinion. But yeah, it does soften up because the Chiefs just lost Frank Frank Clark. Exactly. Like, yeah. yeah. Oh, well, we can say that for next week because that, that that's something to talk about too. All right. Yeah. To, to round off round uh, eight, then who do you have? Jerry Judy. Oh yes, we hit again. It's the second this the second player. Okay. Expl- explain. I think he's number. People are talking about Cortland Sutton. I, I'm not listening. No, oh, yeah, I'm not listening. I, I'm covering my ears whenever I hear the man Cortland Sutton. And Jerry Judy is the guy to own in Denver. People talking about Javon Williams. I don't, I don't believe in him either. I think it's Jerry Judy. No offense up there too. Um, you saw the potential of Jerry Judy last year yeah. when Drew Lock was just relatively close to his throws. If yeah. he could take the next step. Or if Teddy Bridgewater could at least play like 2020 Teddy Bridgewater when he had DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson, it's hard to not view Jerry Judy as at least a top 20, yeah. 25 wide receiver. And where is he being drafted right now? Wide receiver 38. Yeah, he could that's be about a, 20 spots. 20 spots. Yeah, 20 other wide re- people are believing in 20 other wide receivers, which aren't bad. I mean, some of these names aren't bad. I mean, Debo Samuel's up there, Jarvis Lamb. I would actually take Jerry Judy over. Jarvis Landry, to be it's honest. It's just potential. Cortland Sutton's being drafted over Jerry Judy, and I don't like that. I have he's coming off an injury, too. Exactly. I don't, I mean, he's on the pup list, but I, I, I think Jerry Judy just has too much upside. True. 
I like that. That's why I also have him there. To start round nine, the back-to-back pick, who do you have? Trey Sermon. You're, you're kidding. You have Trey Sermon? Yeah. Because I have Trey Sermon. I like this. Okay, okay, okay. Because literally in my notes, I, I didn't expect you to have Trey Sermon. So I was like going to ask you about your Raheem Mostert trade situation and all that stuff. And is it worth taking Trey Sermon and speculate on it? Because, and like for my team, he'll be the fourth running back on this team. So will he be worth the bench spot? Because your team has some, you know, some rumors about Raheem Mostert. I heard just a yeah. little bit, just a little bit, but okay. I, I love Raheem Mostert, but one thing he can't do is stay on the field. All right. Tr- Trey Sermon. Trey Sermon. I think, and I don't know if I talked about this with you. I think the Mostert and Sermon stack is worth it. You would if stack you, these two running backs? You, If you draft Mostert, you draft Trey Sermon. Oh, shoot. Okay. Okay. I think that's the strategy. Or you just take Trey Sermon by himself. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you get Mostert, you need Trey Sermon. Because Mostert's going to get injured. If he gets injured, you don't want to be that guy who yeah. plays against Trey Sermon in the, in the championship and have him run over your team. No good. Can't. No good. I agree. All right. Middle of the round, round nine. I got Trevor Lawrence. I went with a different rookie, but continue. Luscious locks is all I got to say, man. Luscious locks. <laughs> number one overall pick in the draft. Number one rookie QB for your team. Lawrence is flawless. He could be the Joe Burrow of last year. Be- better. 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 Trust, trust. I like that. I like that. Um, I'm concerned about the, not the, I guess a little bit of the weapons there in, um, in Jacksonville, but um, apparently Trevor Lavisco Lawrence. Chanel, DJ Chark. I, Marvin Jones? Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. I like them. I like them. They're good, but... Tim that... Tebow? <laughs> Tim Tebow. Oh, yeah, maybe I do need to move Trevor Lawrence up a couple spots because of Tim Tebow, but... Which rookie did you go with in this spot? I went with the wide receiver. Let me guess. Jalen Waddle? I went with Jalen Waddle. Okay, not bad. Not bad. Um, He's literally the budget Devontae Smith. Devonta Smith. Um, just in terms of target value, in my opinion. Got it. Got it. Because I feel like they have to throw the ball somewhere. Um, also, it's something to bake into the fact that why um, Jalen Wall is being drafted so um, so later. And Devonta Smith is out there. Just too many mouths to feed in Miami. Mm-hmm. But Jalen Waddle was a number one pick. I think so. He was a top 10 pick. He was arguably the best wide receiver in terms of raw potential. Um but obviously, Jamar Chase went first because of the connection, in my opinion. But I think Jalen Waddle was the best wide receiver coming out of this draft. Um, and with Tua, I think Tua takes the next step forward. Um, I think Will Fuller is just a guy. I think he'll be good. Yeah, okay. He's just a guy. Okay, um, got it. That's why I have Jalen Waddle. So for my – to end off round nine and start round 10, mm-hmm. I also got Jalen Waddle and I got, uh, for the same reasons. So the other guy I got, Michael Pittman Jr., you don't like michael pittman jr i do like michael pittman jr just on here okay okay so i i don't know why he's actually going this low because i I actually went the opposite direction in in intuition i thought he was supposed to go higher and i think this guy is just he's something else man like Wentz came into town both Wentz and pittman wear number 11 pittman didn't give it up 
And like this is how he is treating the guy throwing him the ball. Like this guy, he he will fight on Sunday. So I, I his his success depends on Carson Wentz, but I believe in Pittman. Five hundred yards, sixty one targets in twenty twenty. If they give him more reps, he'll be good. Fair. Okay. Did you want to um, start round ten with that pick? Because you you go back to back with the one hundred eight and one hundred nine. Oh, the other one was Jalen Waddle for the same reasons. Oh, Jalen Waddle. There you go. I'm I just took that. him a little bit later. So hopefully he's still there, but I don't think so because if you're taking him in the middle of round nine, he might not be there by round 10. By round 10. Um, my two picks, we're going back to Denver for one of them. It's Noah Fant. The tight end. The tight end. I think I think this is going to be his breakout year. With some consistency at quarterback, Noah Fant is just too good to not produce at the way that he has been the last couple of years. I know some of them is because of injury, but most of it's because of poor quarterback play, in my opinion, because um, Noah Fan gets open. Well, when Noah Fan has the ball in his hand, he's scary. He's a very fast man. He just can't get the ball. Yeah. Um, I guess the argument is that there are too many mouths to feed in Denver, but I think the problem shouldn't be that, but the fact that Noah Fan should be looked at more often in the offense because he's such an asset. But that's just me. Um, and to start round 10, Lavishka Chenault. I talked about him La- a Lavishka. lot. I love Lavishka so much. I, I I really do, and I think that he's really going to pan out this year. Over um, Marvin Jones. Over Marvin Jones. Oh my God. Okay. Okay. I will talk about Marvin Jones in a bit, but Lavishka Chenault, I think, is the wide receiver to get in Jacksonville this year. I disagree. Okay. Do you want to talk about pick 114, 115? <laughs> yes, Marvin Jones Jr. I have Marvin the Jones other... Jr. here. Oh, you, oh, okay. Okay, so basically the same bit then. Mm-hmm. But I think – I just think he's kind of underrated. And it's not because Trevor Lawrence is throwing in the ball and I like that. I think it's – his usage went up last year in Detroit. Literally 76 receptions. And he had 115 targets. He – Almost had a thousand yards, nine TDs. I think he's a number one guy, or he will be the number one guy if he can beat out uh, DJ Chark, son of you know DJ Chark Senior. And Urban Meyer doesn't really seem to like Chark's physique that much. I mean, he he's been you know making fun of it, or not making fun of it, but just saying how he doesn't like it. So even if he if DJ Chark still ends up being the number one, Marvin Jones at worst number two receiver which he was already was in Detroit behind Kenny Galladay. So I think you'll get the same production out of him. I can't. I, I actually. He's also son of Marvin Jones senior. Marvin Jones. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, I like Marvin Jones a lot. And I, I, I actually agree with everything that you said about Marvin Jones. Um, I just take the upside with LaVishka Chenault with just how, he could be used in like the running game as a as a running back and being very versatile in that in that role, which is why I just have Marvin. I mean, I I pretty much have Marvin Jones doing the same exact thing in terms of being a receiver, and he was very good in Detroit as a number two, and I don't see how that can't translate over to Jacksonville, which is why I have him here in the middle of round ten. Now to end off round ten, I don't know if this pick will surprise you, Ryan, but I went with a quarterback. Uh, I think I know who because I have a quarterback at pick 120 and I was kind of scared to say his name but go ahead you say his name first 
I'm curious. Carson Wentz. Okay. You have Carson Wentz? I do have Carson Wentz. Yes! Three players that we connected on. Go ahead. You know how much I love Carson Wentz. It's crazy. I know. I literally mentioned in my notes. I love Carson Wentz too much. He could be a top 10 quarterback. He can be the Josh Allen of this year. Yeah. He was a Pro Bowl QB from in 2018 as well. Not an MVP or anything, not a Nickelodeon valuable player or anything like that, like the other guy, but he's a pro bowler. Mm -hmm. Like a true, true starting caliber quarterback. They literally, he's getting paired with his offensive coordinator that let him be and play at that MVP level back in 2018. Unfortunately, he got hurt, but he could still carry a team, which he did in what, 2019? Fortunately, he didn't do it in 2020. I think it's bounce back gear this year. Um, in Indianapolis with a great offensive line. Um, and I think that's kind of like what his struggles were kind of based on last year was that he didn't have a good offensive line. I mean, I, I couldn't even name anyone on that offensive line. Like they were just all backups that they picked up across the street from the stadium. Lane Johnson, right? I, th- I, th- I thought that Hurt. guy was always on there, right? Hurt. Her, oh, hurt. He Jason hurt. Peters was the only one on. I thought. No, oh, I think Jason okay. Peters got hurt. I don't okay. even know. It's okay. Just non-existent. But non-existent. Um, Carson Wentz. I think great, great, great value. If you're, if you're someone with Trevor Lawrence, get Carson Wentz. If you're someone with Joe Burrow, get Carson Wentz. If you're, if you're someone who has a quarterback that you're iffy about, get Carson Wentz. Yeah, because he has better weapons than he had in Philadelphia too. He has Pittman, Hilton, and even Mo Alley Cox. If you like Mo Alley Cox, Mo Alley Cox. I like him. You know, he's 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 fine. But I think the situation in Philly was bad, and all he may need is a change of scenery, and he'll probably outperform his ADP. I, I'd be shocked if he doesn't. Yeah, let that be told. I will be shocked if he doesn't beat his ADP this year. He's currently at quarterback 18 and i can name 17 quarterback i can i think he's better than 17 quarterbacks i think so and i'm gonna be close but yeah that's all that i had ryan that's all i have too is that it oh let's go so to everyone that has made it this far thank you for listening may the football gods bless your team with more wins this year we'll catch you guys again next week when we just catch up with some football news read some tea leaves and uh that's the tea and that's the tea take care y'all